welcome to I See Star Wars, a podcast about vintage Star Wars action figures. I am your host, Michael Havens, creator of The Imperial Commissary. Come with me, I will be your guide as we journey through the incredible universe of vintage Star Wars collectibles. Welcome to another incredibly exciting episode of I See Star Wars. This is episode 17. We're going to talk about what ICCCon VIP is and Yak Face. This week we're not going to have a guest star like we normally have. The only reason why we're not going to have a guest star is because we're going to have about five or six guest stars. I popped up a post a couple days ago over on uh, the ICCC page and I asked folks, hey, if you went to ICCC VIP last year, can you give your own personal story of that this year. So a little bit later in this episode, we're going to get to those. Also a little bit later, we're going to talk about Yak Face. He is our podcast figure of this podcast, episode 17. So we're going to dive into him, learn a little bit about his history and a little bit about his Kenner figures. And uh, spoiler alert, Sean Crawford is coming to ICCCon this year. So if you have your Yak Face figures and you want to get them signed or autographed or uh a yak face picture or something like that or if shoot if you got a power of the force yak face and you are that rich that you want to go put an autograph on that you feel free to come on down to ICCCon this September and meet Sean Crawford the man behind the mask all right first we're gonna hop right into the ask Mike section of IC Star Wars Pokey religions and ancient weapons are no match for a good blaster at your side kid all right here we go into the ask Mike section of IC Star Wars uh, if for those of you that don't know the ask Mike section is a post I put up on the Imperial Commissary. That's the main Facebook group that started off this whole wonderful whirlwind experience that is everything I see and I see Seacon and I see Star Wars and everything Star Wars I do. Shoot! Next weekend, I get to go fly out to Seattle because I was contacted by, uh, there's this new show that may or may not be coming out, so I'm not allowed to say the name yet, but it's going to be about collecting and uh, about collectors in the U.S., and uh, I am being sent out to Seattle for a taping of that next weekend, so it's really, really exciting. Also, we're going to be doing a Seattle meetup, a real impromptu quick meetup, so if you want to come out to Seattle. Uh, But anyway, this whirlwind that we're on, the whole reason why it started is because of this Facebook group, the Imperial Commissary. And uh, if you want to go check it out, www.imperialcommissary.com. All the Facebook groups are there, including the subgroups. But um, what I do is I put up a post, and 17 hours ago I popped up this post. It says, ask me anything in the comments about me, the IC, ICCCon, Star Wars, anything at all. I will do my best to answer it off the cuff on the air. I do a podcast, IC Star Wars, and we're doing an episode this week. I don't look at any of the questions at this time. I don't look at any of the questions ahead of time, so it is fresh for the show. Let me know what questions you have. All right. So then I put up that post and people ask questions. Now, I have no idea what these questions say. Sometimes they're jokes. Sometimes they're off the wall. Sometimes they're very great questions that stump me. Um, but that's the wonder of it is uh, everything is fresh. So let's dive right in with the first question from Jason Veal. Do you deliver the convention to Dallas asking for a friend? <laughs> 
Um, the the convention is not going to Dallas for any reason yet. Uh, maybe sometime down the line, if you all come and you all support it, and all the folks that help keep helping, and all the folks that want to help that are new that keep helping. I mean, all these people together. That's why it's an actual convention for collectors by collectors. All these folks together make it happen. If you guys come out in droves and you come see this incredible show we are going to put on for you this year then there are i am open to any opportunity that can grow the hobby and whether that is doing an icc con 10 times a year all over the year all over the world or whether it's doing it just once every single year right in nashville tennessee so everyone has a place to go that is always there year after year to build the traditions and to build on the traditions that we already have in this collecting hobby um then it'll always happen so it's totally up to you guys so you tell me will there be an iccc in that in dallas i don't know um also, if you aren't able to come, uh, we do have, I have Kip Hennerkin. He is a really nice guy. He's really into autographs, and he does a send-in service. So if you want to get some items signed by one of the 36 awesome guest stars we have right now, just uh, hit up Kip, and he will, uh, he'll hook it all up for you. Next question, Lando Thrawn. Did you ever collect any toys other than Star Wars? If so, what lines? Or do you have any other toys that you got nostalgia that you had as a kid? Um, I never collected any other toy line besides Star Wars. I collect pens. I collect watches. Um, I collect other things. But I've never collected any other toy besides Star Wars. Star Wars is the best to me and I mean everybody can choose what they want to choose I had all the toys growing up that I could get my hands on I mean I had the WWF wrestlers when it was still WWF I had uh, some GI Joes I didn't have too many GI Joes my friend had all the GI Joes so there wasn't really a need to have all of that line because I could go play with all of that line at any time um, and then when I mean like all the GI Joes I mean like every single GI Joe there is uh, with vehicles, with the flag, with everything. Um, so those I didn't really collect. Other things I was into, crash test dummies were awesome because they broke apart. I like toys that came apart. Um, I remember I had the rat rod racers or something crazy like that. I like those, uh, the, the cars that go around the slot track cars that go around the, uh, go around the track with a little electric handle. Those things were great. But, um, when, when I was a kid, yeah, I, I, had a lot of toys I played with and I feel nostalgia for things like Voltron or that weird coffin thing that the bad guy from Voltron flew in with like I mean those kind of things yes I do feel nostalgia but I don't really collect them because I'll tell you why Star Wars I have a connection with the movie I mean I don't sit down and watch 40 episodes of Mask on a Wednesday but I'll watch Empire Strikes Back or I'll even watch Phantom Menace. I mean, I'll watch anything Star Wars. I I, I love Star Wars. I, I, I really, really love the whole Star Wars feel and the whole Star Wars world. And that's why I collect what I do. Um, I collect Boba Fett because I love Boba Fett. He's awesome. <laughs> but, uh, no, I mean, I have a Voltron downstairs. I did buy that or trade for that because I uh, I really wanted one when I got the Voltron Lego. But I connect nostalgia with things like that like the Voltron Lego brings back a lot of nostalgia whereas the Voltron it's really cool and it does bring back that nostalgia but it's not something I wouldn't have hunted or I would have hunted for without my wife getting me the Lego and then me thinking about it um otherwise I loved 
all cartoons, DuckTales, Gummy Bears, all that kind of stuff. But, I mean, there's not really a toy line that is like Star Wars. I mean, Star Wars, if you surround yourself with the Star Wars toy line because of the wonderful pictures that Kim Simmons took and uh, the wonderful box art and the wonderful everything, everything about the carded stuff like that, the comic books, if you surround yourself with Star Wars, it's like you're living in that Star Wars universe. I'm quite sure with that that uh, that's exactly what they're going for with Galaxy's Edge. They want you to be in that Star Wars universe. And these card backs and box fronts and box arts and cool action scenes on Millennium Falcon boxes make you feel as though you're right there in that universe. Um, and I don't really think any other toy line does that. Maybe G.I. Joe, but not really. Think of the card art for G.I. Joe. It's awesome art, but it doesn't make you feel as though you're... Look at Weequay. You're like standing on a skiff with Weequay. You know, it's... I don't know. But that's different, and everybody connects to stuff differently. But when I was a kid, I watched Star Wars all the time. When I was an adult, I watched Star Wars all the time. When I was last week, I watched Star Wars all the time. So that's why I collect Star Wars. Mark Catley, rank the six bounty hunters in order of coolness, starting with Bosk, of course. Bosk is not the coolest. Bosk did not catch Han Solo. Bosk does not have the coolest outfit. Bosk, Bosk, Bosk. No, I would say, number one, obviously, Boba Fett. He looks like a knight. He is the coolest. He caught Han Han Solo. He's the only thing in the universe that Darth Vader um, doesn't talk down to and, like, gives, like, you know, no disintegrations. Like, I mean, he's (laughs) protecting against it. Then you got Forlom and Zuckus that are interchangeable. They really didn't do much. It doesn't look like they have much range of motion. Um, Actually, I'd put them down lower. I would put Dengar above them. Uh, Definitely Bosk second, just because he's really, really cool. I would like to see some live-action Bosk-type situation. Um, IG-88, spoiler alert, but IG-88, seriously, spoiler alert, folks, if you don't want to hear it, tune off for like 30 seconds uh ig88 in the mandalorian um looks ridiculously awesome so he may move up 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 on uh up on top of boss there and then uh i wouldn't say dengar running out the pack because i've seen some good uh stories about dengar i've read some good stories about dengar so i kind of like him uh so i would say forlam and zuckist on the bottom for sure i mean they don't i don't know they don't really do it for me and I don't know. Shoot, Kenner couldn't even remember what their names were to split them apart. All right, next one. Paige Ryder, what is your favorite meal and dessert? (laughs) And here's where we get some weird ones that just pop in. Uh, My favorite meal would be chicken cutlet. Uh, What chicken cutlet is, is you take a piece of chicken breast, you make it really, really thin, you cut it really, really thin, you double batter it in egg and Italian breadcrumbs, and then you fry it just a little in the pan, and then you bake it at 350 for 45 minutes, I think, or maybe 30 minutes, however it is till it's done. Uh, The thinner you can get it, the better it's going to be. They also sell it at shops in New York City. Um, When you move down to the south, no one knows what chicken cutlet is. They have fried chicken, but it's completely different. It has a way crunchier outside, and it's way heavier, and it's good on its own. Um, Well, chicken cutlet's good on its own, too. But no, definitely chicken cutlet, some homemade mashed potatoes, some broccoli. Um, That's about it for my favorite meal. Favorite dessert? Uh, Favorite dessert is definitely going to be pistachio ice cream or pistachio gelato. Um, I'm a big fan if they put in the fake pistachio juice. I don't like it. Um, you got to make it with real pistachios. And next one. (laughs) So there you go. 
That's an exciting question to answer. Now I'm hungry. Uh, Sammy Estrada, do you wear Boba Fett underwear? Brother, I would, but those things only go up to a large, and I ain't been a large since I was in, like, fourth grade. <laughs> but uh, you get some big and tall Boba Fett underwear, man. You got yourself a buyer. Richard Trosclair, do you collect any of the modern Boba Fett figures? You know what, brother? I try to avoid modern whenever possible. But... That being said, with Boba Fett, I always have that soft spot. So, sitting here on my desk, I have a Boba Fett USB drive, a little Boba Fett, I don't know, he's in like this little Slave 1 backwards, and he can zoom on this little metal ball here. I don't know if you can hear it. Um, I don't know, and then I got a Boba Fett pencil sharpener. and <laughs> I buy everything Boba, man. I mean, if it's really, really cool, I try to avoid it, but sometimes my... I don't know, my eyes get the better of me when I'm somewhere and I just grab it. Um, I, some of the statues are phenomenal. Some of the sideshows or hot toys or all those different ones. I don't know, I'm not great at statues. I just know which ones look like, you know, somebody put 8 million hours of art time into it. And I really, really like those. Um, modern, I think I even have the modern Boba Fett pops, man. So yeah, if it comes to Boba Fett, I'll do whatever. Uh, <laughs> but I try to avoid it, but it's unavoidable. Um, but I don't hunt. I, I, it's not like I got to have every single modern Boba Fett thing. I couldn't care less if it's awesome. And I see it and I think it would look awesome as a display piece. I'll buy it. Uh, next up, Robert McGregor. If you could be one person for one day living or not, who would you be? And what would you do for 24 hours? If I could be one person, living or dead, that's a tough question. Living or dead, one day, living or not, who would you be and what would you... That's a hard question, Robert. All right, let me think for a half a second. Who would I be? See, I could just throw out something easy, like I would be... I don't know. Do you know what? All right, I would be Julius Caesar. And what I would do with my one day is I would take 10 guys and I would have them take a whole bunch of like all the riches of Rome and I would have them go out and I'd have them bury it at an exact location that only I would know the coordinates of in GPS. Um, then I would send myself a letter or whatever, a parchment or a message in a bottle and bury that somewhere else if needs be. But uh, that would have the location of the item. So that way, when I flash back into my current day, um, I would be able to go to a certain GPS coordinates and have all the riches of ancient Rome. And then what I would do with those riches is buy Boba Fett's. <laughs> no, but I don't know, man. I never really wanted to be anybody else. I like being me. Uh, next one. Melissa Babick, when is the ICCC going to move to Florida? Once again, anybody, I will go anywhere. Here's the ways to get me to go places. Here's the ways to get ICCCon to go places. Here's the way to get anything. Ready? Support it. If you support it, if you come out, you buy tickets, you make the guest stars happy, you buy autographs, you get your pictures taken, you bring the awesome toys for room sales, you get everything going like the way it was last year, and you make it twice as good as last year this year, and then next year, twice as good as last year this next year, and then so on and so forth, I will continue to grow this forever. I'm not going anywhere, period. It's just, this is what I want to do with my free time, and I have enough free time that I am lucky enough that I can do something like this. So, 
it's not going anywhere at all. Can it go more than one place? Absolutely. If there is enough reason, I mean, shoot, the IC started as one group. The reason why there's 22 subgroups now is because there was a call for it. Because somebody stepped up and they said, hey, listen, I really like cardbacks. Hey, listen, I really like to trade for things. Hey, listen, I really like focus collecting. Hey, listen, I really like the idea of pay it forward. And these people came forward and they all came forward and they all stepped up and they all started these groups with, with me that I put under the IC banner if they keep to the rules. And I, I don't know anything about pops, but there's an IC Funko Pop page. What happens is this is all of ours. We all come together and we make something awesome for the community. So when's it going to come to Florida? You tell me. <laughs> William Carmack, what is your favorite pizza topping? Uh, my favorite pizza topping, if I'm going with just one topping, it would have to be pepperoni. I know that sounds plain and boring, but if you're going with just one topping, better stay safe. Um, if you're talking about what kind of pizza would I order, I would order a white pizza, light on the garlic. What that is, is it's nice with a little bit of regat and uh, some basil and some garlic, uh, uh, pretty much like garlic oil, olive oil with some garlic in it. So there's no actual red sauce on the pizza, and then you put bacon on that. Uh, so a white sauce, uh, so a white pizza with bacon would be what I order, light on the garlic sauce. And uh, unless I am at the Berkshire in Torrington, Connecticut, then you have to get the bacon and broccoli pizza, which is phenomenal. I know it sounds crazy. If you're ever somewhere where they make a really good bacon and broccoli pizza, it's a heck of a combination you wouldn't expect. It seems like everybody's asking me food questions. You know, folks, it's 1121 right now in the morning, and I am recording this because I have a little bit of free time right now, and I have not eaten lunch yet. And all the questions are about food. <laughs> uh, David Dryle, Android or iPhone? <laughs> Hopefully we'll have some more uh, Star Wars questions next, folks, for everybody listening. Android or iPhone? You know what? I'll answer this. The reason why is because uh, the ICC Con phone has been blowing up so much. It's been ringing so much and it's been so busy. I had to get a separate phone for it. Um, so I bought the brand new iPhone. I have the brand new iPhone. Um, I have the... Galaxy Note 9 as well. Galaxy Note 9 is my main phone, and then the iPhone, the brand new iPhone, is my uh, the conventions phone because it was so busy. So I got the brand new iPhone, and I have to tell you 100% honest opinion from somebody who is using both devices. I used to love Apple. I left Apple after like the iPhone 6, I believe was the last one I bought, and uh, the reason why is because the tech has not changed at all since Steve Jobs. Um, it just hasn't. So. I went to the Samsung. I love the Samsung. I think it's great. I'm able to put images on top of pictures in order to do things I need to do on the IC. I'm able to edit. I'm able to listen to anything. I'm able to have a ringtone that is in the Imperial March instead of whatever you're allowed to have on Apple. Or the basic horrible thing that has been forever, which is actually the ringtone on this $800 phone that I just bought. Um, anyway, just the devices themselves... The screen is bigger on the Samsung. Screen is smaller on the Apple. Uh, they may have things that say the screen is more bright or crisp on the Apple. It's not. Um, as far as my naked eye is concerned, uh, this is all 100% my personal opinion because somebody asked this question for some reason. Uh, but as far as my eye is concerned, I feel the Samsung screen is a billion times better. The Android screen is a billion times better. But it all depends on the phone you get. I'm talking about the Samsung Galaxy Note 9 um, versus the brand new iPhone. Uh but, I don't know, me personally, there is 
absolutely no you got to go android it's a billion time better technology that just keeps getting better it's faster it's quicker battery life's better it holds more info you got swappable sd cards you got a earphone plug because god forbid you're allowed to use earphones that were created in the past 80 years um there's there's a whole bunch of different things apple is great for people that use apple and don't want to learn a new operating system that is exactly what it is for it is not for people that like to do excessive use of their phone i mean i no matter how big the phone is or how many batteries i have i blow through one in about 11 hours because i'm constantly well not even 11 hours i'd say like eight hours max um, and the reason why is because I'm just constantly on it doing something or other, whether it's one of my two real jobs or something involving Star Wars and the 22 Facebook groups or whether it's involving ICCCon. Um, so I get a lot of time on these phones. My personal opinion is if you can switch, if you have it in you and the care that much, then switch. If you want to stick with Apple because it's easy, it is. And I will never tell you it isn't, but it is bad old technology. <laughs> And, you know, I I had a Commodore 64, and it did lots of things great. But um, I wouldn't trade it in for the computer. I'm literally recording a podcast while I have the access to video here, and I'm reading Facebook, and I'm over here, and I got Star Wars Wiki up for the next part when we talk about Yak Face. I mean, there's, there's no contest. Um, so anyway, but my mom... I got her an iPhone, and the reason why is because I love my mom, and she is wonderful, but she's been using an iPad for five years, and you can't give somebody like that that is so ingrained into the way an iPad works and just give them a Samsung phone and expect them to figure it out, because it's night and day. It's completely different. Oh, I'll tell you one last little thing before I move on. I'm sorry you got me in a total rat hole about cell phones, (laughs) but... uh, you know what? You know how everybody's so excited that you could hit the space bar and hold the space bar in order to scroll through the text in order to correct things on the iPhone. You know, they're like, oh, it makes it so much easier, blah, 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 blah. On the Samsung, you can just click your finger where you want that cursor to go. On the Apple, you cannot. I mean, I have tried it and the it really causes me lots of problems because I've been working off Android for years and you can just go back and correct any text by just clicking um, in the paragraph or in the word or whatever because it's, it's touch is much more on point. Um, so it drives me nuts on the iPhone because I literally have to go down to that space bar for every time I mess up because it is not clickable in the proper spot like you can click in the middle of the word it'll put it to the end of the next word it's really sloppy so anyway there you go dave sorry everybody else that didn't want to hear the differences between iphone and apple (laughs) or iphone and uh, android but uh there you go that's why this is so fun any question could be asked and if you can get me off on a tangent there you go uh bar mash why is Boba your favorite? Boba Fett is my favorite because he looks like a knight, and I was really into knights when I was a little kid. Um, I also didn't have one when I was a little kid. One didn't show up. The reason why is because I didn't have the luxury of just walking into a KB toy store and having every single action figure for Star Wars that there was. I uh, only found one in the store ever at a Bradley's in a bargain bin many years later, and it was a Leia Bausch, and uh, I never got a Boba. I never got a Boba till about eight years ago that was my first boba and it's once i was an adult and i was older and i could afford to just go waste some money on toys and that's that's a very important thing about collecting folks never ever waste money on toys that you don't have to waste on toys 
Um, there is no reason to keep up with any Joneses. It doesn't matter if you have a billion dollars or two bucks. You're never going to be able to have more than the big people that have everything. Um, so just be happy with what you got and build your collection to be you. That's the best advice I could give. I know that's not really what you asked, but I don't know. I, I just want you to know that because there's no reason to go waste your money on things just to show off. I mean, it's lots of people don't even know lots of the things that I have. And uh, the only reason why is because it's not for that. It's because I like my collection room to look like my collection. <laughs> so it's obnoxious and has lots of Boba Fetts and has lots of Leia's. And, I mean, it has a yak face on the bottom shelf. You know what I mean? Because it's not really my favorite figure. But it should be on a higher shelf than that. So, I don't know. Each his own. That's what I say. And uh, the reason why I picked Boba is because he's just so cool. He's just so cool, and I never really had one, so now I want them all. <laughs> David DeMarcus, how old were you when Star Wars first came out at theaters? I'm a baby, brother. I was born in 1980. I was not alive when uh, Star Wars came out, but I did see it at very first. Um, I watched A New Hope. It was taped. My brother taped it on a VHS tape back in the day. And I put that VHS tape in and I watched A New Hope. And it was the coolest thing I've ever seen. And I watched it. And I rewatched it. And I rewatched it. And I rewatched it. And I waited for Empire. And I was so excited because what would happen? And the reason why I was so excited and I knew that there was a next movie coming is because of my age. I never saw A New Hope in its entirety. <laughs> Here's the little hook. What happened is at the end of New Hope, they go in. They're about to blow up the Death Star, right? So Luke goes to take his shots. And then what happens? It cuts directly to Cabbage Patch Kids. My sister taped over Cabbage Patch Kids onto the end of Star Wars. I didn't find that out until about the 50th time I watched it. That the good guys won, that there was a medal ceremony, all that stuff. I had no idea till like the 50th time in. Because I watched that one tape and that's the way it was back in the day. You know, you don't have access to everything instantaneously. You had to just have the tape taped off of TV. And then if somebody screws up that tape on you, that's that. It's not like you can undelete or stop the recycle bin from fully deleting. It's it's gone. So, I uh did finally find out and I think the proper ending is much better, but uh it was a cliffhanger for me for the first 50 or so times I watched it. <laughs> Next up, David Quinn, what are you looking forward to the most this year at ICCCon? Can you share a personal story about the process in getting this one together? Um, yeah, sure. Uh, what am I looking forward to the most at this year at ICCCon? To tell you the truth, I'm looking forward to having a little bit more time to actually look around. I'm looking to be able to try to get to the room sales. I'm looking to try to walk around and see if maybe there's a Boba Fett I want or something cool I've been hunting or anything like that. I didn't really have any time last year, but there's so many more people helping this year. I mean, with all the different department heads we have, everything is really running at high octane. It's just boom, 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 boom. And we're doing really, really good. And that's why I'm most excited to have a little bit of free time to spend with my friends, to hunt toys, to maybe sit down and watch five minutes of a panel. Wouldn't that be nice? And then hopefully a Eventually, a few years down the road, I'll be able to take a couple hours every single day of the convention to really enjoy myself. And that's what I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to more people helping, more people coming, and therefore more time for me to enjoy it. Because uh, believe it or not, I mean, I'm, I'm really, I'm building this for 
everybody and me too. I mean, I really want a really nice convention right here in Middle Tennessee. I want something in the middle of the U.S. They never, ever bring them here. They never, ever come anywhere near here. And it's not because we don't have a ton of people. 125 people move to Nashville every single day. 125. That's a ridiculous number. If you look at the way Nashville is blowing up all over the world, it is completely insane that there's no other convention here. Well, there are. There are other conventions. But, I mean, if you don't like zombies from western Atlanta, there's no convention. Uh, except for ICC Con now. And now that it's on its second year, it has a good foothold. We're getting a lot of write-ups in the community. There's a lot of helping with the community aspect. Uh, the Nashville Sounds had us out for two Star Wars nights, which went phenomenally. Uh, they let us hand out flyers. They also put us up on the big Diamond Vision screen, which was crazy. Uh, we also have, I'm going out to Seattle next week, like I said, uh, for that TV shoot, and then there's, uh, we also have a hand-in-hand -hand with Sonic down here, so go to your local Middle Tennessee, Southern Kentucky, and Northern Alabama Sonic restaurants, and order some food there, support your local Sonic, your uh, franchise-owned Sonic stores there, and uh, they will give you in your bag an ICCC flyer, and on that ICCC flyer will be some exclusive information, and it'll also have a Sonic exclusive coupon code. So keep an eyeball out for those. Uh, second part of your question, David Quinn. Can you share a personal story about the process of getting this one together? Um, sure. Let me think a little. A uh, personal story about getting this together. Okay. Um, this is as personal as it gets. So just put on your seatbelts. You ready? Uh, last year, I threw the first convention there. And we had uh, Mark Ruciano and uh, Philip Brown. Uh, were my two huge helpers. Everybody else uh, came on later or volunteered later, and I appreciate it, and you all came out to the show and volunteered, and that's what made it happen, and that's what made it so awesome. But those two crazy cats were... Uh, Philip started on board way early with me. He was like, dude, I like what you're doing. I'm going to help, whatever I can do. And uh, he helped me a lot. And Mark came on board, and he helped a lot. And then uh, Brent came on board and gave us a logo, and he helped a lot. And uh, Brent Winsett and uh, those guys came together and helped build this with me. And then my wonderful wife helped. And then the next door neighbors helped because uh, she has uh, experience running conventions for Bridgestone. And, you know, all these different people came out of the woodwork and helped. And that's what made it so wonderful. And that's what made it possible last year to do what we did, which was a full scale, awesome convention. It was, period. Um, there were mistakes made, uh, mostly by me. <laughs> but it was because I was very new to it. So I paid way too much for certain guest stars. And I overpaid a lot for certain things. And I was paying for certain certain items that were just display items that I found out later that usually people like to just bring for free and stuff like that. And there were a lot of different things that I overpaid for in the beginning and also the, the marketing and the everything. I, I bought all these billboards and radio advertisements and radio's dead. I, I don't know what I was thinking. Um, but I spent so much money on that stuff. And then the day of the con came. And there I drive up to the con. And this is as personal as it gets. I drive up to the con. And you know what? There was a line. But it wasn't a line stretching to the parking lot. The parking lot was not even half full. And I wanted it to be overflowing with a line getting in and traffic everywhere. And uh, it wasn't like that. And that was tough. And uh, then I pulled into the back, and I walked in the back door, and I saw everybody there, and I saw the volunteers, and we had something like 30 volunteers, these people that just gave their time 
trying to make this dream happen for all of us. And then I saw my sister was there to help with the staff and all these people that worked on it so long were there and the guest stars were coming in and all these vendors were there and I'm talking like CAS, AFA, uh, GW Acrylics, Order 66 Toys and a billion other vendors. Um, So many cool Pete LaRose, uh, the Toy Chamber Collectibles, uh, Prop Store. I I don't even have them up in front of me. I wish I did so I could name everybody. Hake's Auction, they all came out and they all supported this. Year one, blind faith that I wasn't just running a scam or pulling some wool over eyes or just going to totally flop it because it was way too tough. Um, All these people put in their time, their effort, their hope, their belief. And even though we had 1738 total for the two days, well, technically one day, because Friday is always just VIP, unlike other conventions. um, Even though we had 1738, which everybody since then has told me is an insanely wonderful number for a first-year convention, blah, 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 which I hear you, that's great, and I'm glad, whatever, but I, you know what I mean? It, It was tough at that time until I saw all those volunteers, all those staff, all those vendors, all the actors, all the actresses, all these people... Kenner people. I mean, Jim Swearingen and Kim Simmons. You got to understand here, folks. I'm not just some like corporate executive that runs a convention because it makes an extra 7% a year. That's it's not me. I am this guy with a couple really good jobs that give me access to a decent amount of money. I'm not rich, but it gives me access to a decent amount of money that gives me the opportunity to do crazy things like this. And it's wonderful because you can see how good something can be you can see how much a community can come together and support something you can see how room sales popped up i didn't do that that was all you guys that's all the collectors the fans those are the people that did these things and those are some of the things you're going to hear about later in these vip experiences a lot of people mention the room sales i had nothing to do with it but uh it's it's those kind of things where this community builds it with you And then so many different people have come into the mix. This year we have, as I said before, over 15 department heads. I mean, we have a marketing department. We have a director of production and video management or something. I can't even remember. There's so many different departments. We have a a guest star department. We have an accounting department. We have a marketing department. We have the blogs and the website. We have an entire IT department. We have a branding department. I'm not even allowed to put the... ICCC Con logo on things and like squish it or anything because it's a it's a brand logo now there are so many different people that are coming into this thing to help and they're all nerds just like me and they're nerds that happen to have a really good job in real life and they also happen to play Star Wars and they take those incredible skills top-notch skills my security detail special forces rangers army rangers top of the line police officers now the reason why is because they're collectors too. So we all come together and we all build this thing. And together we make it something super duper special. So I got that feeling after I walked in, after I first got that kick in the gut, because I was like, holy crap, I just lost a lot of money. But after I got that kick in the gut, I walked inside and I saw these people, these vendors, these everything. And then I saw the fans line up and I went out there to say, welcome to the future of conventions. That little part I did in the beginning with the band and stuff. And uh, those people lined up 
whether it was 200 people or 5,000 people, it still doesn't change the fact, whether it was one person or 50,000 people, it still doesn't change the fact that those people came because they believed in something that there was no proof it existed yet. If you can remember before that convention, I didn't have any proof. I just had my word, my reputation, and it was some dude standing in the middle of a room full of Boba Fett's going, hey, I'm going to bring William Shatner to this place down in Franklin, Tennessee, I promise. <laughs> Give me money. And uh, people did, and people signed up, and it's so cool. And this year, there's so many more people helping. It's going to be so much better and bigger. And the thing is, is last year it was wonderful. And if I was an attendee at the con, that is exactly what I'm looking for in a convention. I want a VIP room that's top-notch. I want free stuff. I want cool swag. I don't want them to run out of cool swag. But unfortunately, that does happen. That's another thing I did. I bought way too much merchandise last year. And swag. And giveaways. I mean, I still have... Shoot, I gotta have about 500 posters left easily of that free giveaway first poster. And I'm not sending those out to people that are in the downstairs in the garage under stuff but i know they're there somewhere um but those posters and stuff like i just overbought on so many things and it's because i had no idea going into it i mean for example this year lanyards i didn't sell a lanyard sponsorship this year but we did sell one last year and i have so many lanyards left over i'm just gonna give them away for free because they're free that's a great way to use those that I have no purpose for. But I bought 8,000 lanyards last year, folks. So all these things were what balled it up. And I know, David, your question was, can you share a personal story about the process in getting this one together? And that's almost where we're at. So stick with me. So the convention goes off without a hitch. Everybody has a good time. The guest stars love it. Everyone enjoys themselves. And then I go into a little back room later and I find out that I'm... <laughs> it, it was many tens of thousands of dollars. I'm not going to go into the exact numbers because it's shocking and insane and whatever. But uh, it, it was many tens of thousands of dollars that uh, I lost immediately and it was because of a bunch of mistakes that I didn't know I was making and that none of us knew we were making but the wonderful thing about those mistakes is they cost something very simple money and that's no problem they didn't cost anyone an experience they didn't cost anyone any magic any wonder any enjoyment they didn't cost anyone anything except just me a bit of money and that's no big deal and I'm okay with that all the feedback I have gotten, and whether it's everybody just placating me or, you know, the emperor has no clothes <laughs> and just not telling me I'm naked, I don't know. But all I know is every single person I have talked to or heard from has given great buzz about this convention. Whether they are vendors, whether they are attendees, whether they are guest stars, or whether they are volunteers. So... We're all coming back this year, many, many more of us, and we're going to do it again. Now, the thing is, is the big hump was September 17th last year, I guess. And it was uh, right after uh, the convention. And my buddy, Ed, tells me, he's like, man, go to Florida. Take, take a week off and just take a break. You took a hit, but it's okay. It's no big deal. Just go take a break. So I said, okay. So I went down to Florida with my wife, and uh, we went on a deep-sea fishing trip to which uh, she completely crushed me and caught, like, all the fish and got, like, a certificate to be, like, the best fisher on the whole boat, and I caught, like, two fish. But anyway, so I'm sitting there, and I'm sitting down there, and I'm like, you know what? 
You can't let it get to you. It was no big deal. What you're going to do is you're going to sell some of the excess of Star Wars stuff you have, and you're going to do it again next year. And the reason why you're going to do it again next year is because eventually, after a few years, after it does become profitable, because there was so much good buzz and it was so well-received, it will become profitable. After it becomes profitable, then you can recoup that money from the first year and the second year and the extras and then once it's running properly then you can start making it into something bigger or moving it or bringing it different places or always having it in Nashville but having it a couple more times during the year or moving different venues or you know what I mean all those different things can happen and I saw that from the beginning 1738 people saw that before having any reason to believe it and now, everybody can see what happened, what it was. They can talk to their friends. They hear the buzz. I was, I'm telling you, I was walking around Celebration and I heard left and right and I wasn't even involved in conversations. So, the buzz is out there. The word is out there. We are getting the word out locally in Nashville. I think this is a great move. But the personal story was I talked to my wife and I said, babe, <laughs> and she's wonderful. And I said, babe, this is the personal story, David. So it was worth the wait. I said, babe, lost a whole bunch of money. We were down in Florida. Lost a whole bunch of money. Uh, it was probably a huge mistake. There were a lot of mistakes made. Um, but I think I could fix them. Do you think I should try to do it again? And my wonderful wife, who has supported me every single step of the way since I've met her, told me, absolutely do it again. It will work right. It did work this year and it's going to work forever. And I said, okay, I love you. We got back in the car. We left Florida two days early, we drove back up here. I went through all the extra stuff, uh, all the extra vintage Star Wars stuff in our house that we weren't at all attached to because it doesn't really even fit our focus but you kind of turn into a hoarder with this hobby it just happens and i started selling off things selling off things selling off things and you know what i made that money back so this year we can do it again so it's not so much made that money back but i didn't really take a hit after all was said and done so it really motivated me this year because i mean i i still don't have room on my shelves and i'm still i'm doing a a live auction tomorrow night and the thing is is everything's already square and fixed from what i did is through october through december i just went on this rampage of selling expensive stuff and uh then i had enough money then i got enough money to throw the celebration meetup and everything like that but what i had to do is i had to start making sure star wars was its own separate thing a little because once it started taking major amounts of chunks of my actual income from my real life jobs it started being a mistake. And that's what the lesson that we can all take from this 10-hour-long story I just told you. Which, by the way, you show me another convention that'll actually tell you their numbers and tell you everything that happened and how it felt gunt-wrenching and whatnot. But uh, one thing that happened is, and one thing that we can learn from this, one thing that we can all take home from this, is never ever let Star Wars take from your real life only let it improve and enhance your real life 
And what I mean by that is, uh, when I lost so much money, it, uh, it definitely came out of our pockets, my wife and I, and, uh, that money that came out of our pockets, the only way to return that was either to just count it as a loss, no big deal, whatever, move on and just don't do the convention ever again, or do the convention again, but stop making it come out of our pocket. So since Star Wars already comes out of our pocket and the convention comes out of our pocket, all we did was just get rid of the extra stuff. And then we had enough, we had enough money to go and do this again. And to go take other chances. And the thing is, is now we fixed all those silly problems, like the way overpaying for guest stars. I mean, I have a waiting list of guest stars now because we showed the guest stars an awesome time. And they'll tell you. We, uh, all those things happened. All those things changed because of the mentality of let's keep going forward, but let's make sure that Star Wars stays as its own thing. So that way... It never has to encroach on our regular life. And that's important because you don't want to be going into uh, you don't want to be going into something without enough money to make it happen. You don't want to be going into a con without enough of a war chest to pay for everything up front. I mean, essentially a convention, this is all it is. Have you ever thrown a party? If you've ever thrown a party, you understand how to throw a convention. It's just on a larger scale. What you do, and I mean like a house party at college or something. What you do is you go and you buy the beer, and you go and you buy the snacks, and you go and you make sure you have a radio to play the music, and blah, blah, blah. Then you invite people. And then what happens is you pay for all of that up front, and then you charge five bucks at the door for a cup. That's the way it used to work in college. And that's how you cover your, your fees. And that's it. That's, that's all I'm doing with this convention. That's all a convention is. It's just on a massive scale. But the thing is, is if you don't have the money to go buy the beers and the cups and the music and the whatever else, the chips and dip you need for that party, it's going to be garbage. So you always have to make sure that you don't, don't let Star Wars conflict with your life. I, I see it sometimes. I see sometimes where people buy a certain piece that's way out of their price range and they do it just because... They want it, and it's something they want for themselves. There's no, there's no shame in saving up. There's no shame in any collection. Every collection is wonderful. They're, all of us have different jobs. Shoot, Leonardo DiCaprio could buy and sell me 800 billion times. Uh, he collects Star Wars. So do you think I'm ever going to get something super-duper awesome he wants? No, but you have to come to peace with that, and you have to not chase down insane things like that. Um, look at my rocket-firing FET. I've been waiting on that because I put all the money into the convention. Am I glad I did? Yeah, I'm really, really glad we had a convention. Should I have bought a rocket-firing FET when it was thirty grand? Yeah, that, that was probably something I should have done. Because <laughs> they're extremely expensive right now. But, um, so anyway, that's as personal as a story gets, David Quinn. I hope you liked it. Next up, Ryan Brad. What is the meaning of life? <laughs> I just gave an eight-mile-long story for can you share a personal story about the process of getting the ICC together. Um, what is the meaning of life, Ryan Brad? It's one thing. One thing. They said it in uh, City Slickers. It's Curly's Gold. Uh, no, uh, not Curly's Gold. The original City Slickers. But uh, it is one thing. I do believe that. I believe the secret of life, the meaning of life, is just one thing. Whatever that one thing is, you do have to figure out on your own, and that's what the bummer is. Uh, for me, I can say it without doubt, it is absolutely my wife. I know that may sound corny to a lot of you, but I have hit the marital lottery 
with the wife I have. I mean, she is so kind to me. She's always helpful. She's beautiful. She's loves Star Wars. She doesn't really like Boba Fett and likes characters that I couldn't care less about, like Jawas. I mean, it's it's great. I mean, she's my peanut butter to my jelly or whatever like that. So that is my one thing. I try to do everything to balance and to prioritize that one thing. And the reason why is because she makes my life so much better. To tell you the truth, if I had $80 billion, I'd just retire and go travel in the world with her and I'd be happy. That's the one thing. So I guess the one thing, the meaning of life, that one thing for all of us is whatever makes you the most happy. Whatever that is. For me, it's definitely my wife. I mean, I know it sounds crazy. It sounds crazy even saying it. And I don't know why I'm opening up so much on this podcast. Maybe it's David Quinn's question and he's so nice to me in real life. So maybe that's what it is. But I don't know. I, 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 it's, it's one thing and you need to figure out that one thing. And I've already got it figured out. That's why I smile all the time. <laughs> Paul Chernow. Hey, Mike, I have a vintage Boba Fett, a real beater, missing paint, loose limbs. My question is, is it sacrilegious for me to be thinking about giving him a paint job just to add to my collection? Kind of a costume thing, or should I let him stay the way he is, showing all of his battle scars? Boba Fett is always combat effective, even missing a limb. Um, as far as customizing your Boba Fett, you can do whatever you want with it. It is your toy. Um, as long as you don't try to make it look exactly like an original, so you try to pass it off as an original to sell, then I completely support taking something that is really, really rough that most folks aren't going to search for in particular for their collection. As long as you know it's not a variant or anything weird or anything super duper special. I mean, and then turning that into a customized figure? Yeah, absolutely. I have customs all over the place. I love customs. It takes a rough beater figure and it gives it a new life and it gives it a vibrant front spot on the shelf. Because it's just so cool now. So yeah, go ahead. Customize your stuff. Do whatever you want. It's your boba, brother. Just don't make it look repro. Uh, Brian Lund. How much should I expect to chill out for a complete kind of minty stormtrooper or snowtrooper? Also, do you know anyone who just collects boxes and cards and not the figures and vehicles that came inside? Brian, that is a weird question to ask on this, but I'll answer it for you. Um, a kind of minty snowtrooper, I bet you could find one for 25 bucks or under. Um, just keep an eyeball out. Uh, I'm sure you can find one for that. It, just hunt. Um anyone you know who collects boxes cards yes a whole bunch of people i know go to www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash i c paper that's i c p a p e r and that is a whole bunch of people that like to collect boxes and cards and not the figures and vehicles that came inside uh next question Adam Marks, favorite vintage non-action figure oddball item product you own? Example, party supplies, shampoo, candles, etc. What is the weirdest one you own, even if not your favorite? Okay, I've got a couple weird ones. Um, one weird one I own is, uh, it was from Mexico, it was a bootleg from way back in the day. And it is, uh, it's like this um, pool set, like, like playing pool, like a snooker. <laughs> set with uh it has like nine balls the triangle for the uh to set them up in and uh two little cue sticks you know and it's small and it was on a card that says like star war i think w-a-r star war and uh 
it's it's just really neat. It's an eye catching piece. I wouldn't think it's my favorite. Um, so that would be uh, the weirdest one, I guess. I, it's pretty up there as far as weird. I mean, I got some pretty weird stuff, but that one's just it's extremely random. And then uh, as far as my favorite vintage non action figure oddball item ever produced, I would have to say hmm. You know what I really like? I like those Sigma statues, the painted Sigma statues. They're like super duper crazy fancy for what they are, and uh, they shouldn't have existed. It's really weird that they did. So I have the Boba Fett one, um, and I really like it. So I would say that. Uh, planning on bringing the wife and kids down to... Oh, this is Chris Kowalski. Planning on bringing the wife and kids down to Nashville from Chicago suburbs for ICCCon. Any suggestions for food activities outside the convention to keep everyone happy? Any events for the kids planned at ICCCon? Yes, brother, there is going to be a kid zone like there was last year. They will have lots of different activities. Um, I don't know what they all are yet. As I said, there's a lot of different department heads, and that is not one of my departments this year. But I have dedicated the space for it. They... Uh, last year they made like Yoda hats and lightsabers out of pool noodles and Jawa rocks, I think. And they did this cool scavenger hunt with stickers and a whole bunch of stuff. So yeah, there'll definitely be activities for kids. We, uh, always try to gear some stuff towards kids. And plus the convention will always be, um, non, I don't know how to say it. I got to figure out how to say this properly because it's something that comes up a lot. Uh, it'll be kid-friendly, family-friendly. It is a family-friendly convention, and the vendors have to stick to that kind of policy. You know what I mean? There's certain things. You go to certain conventions, and it gets a little um, adult. And uh, your other question, uh, where is it? I lost you. Any suggestions for food activities? There are tons of food and activities. If you go to the convention website and grab one of the hotel rooms over there in Cool Springs, Franklin, Tennessee, you'll see the partner hotels. They give you some discounts. But um, anywhere over there, it's all family-oriented. Uh, there's tons of great places to eat. Literally tons. Uh, you can go on Yelp or anything. Uh, you could go down to Monell's and have a family breakfast. You could go down to the Pancake Pantry. You could go down to the... There's a place that does these muffins. Uh, uh, son of a gun, I can't remember it. Uh, I don't know. But there's... Uh, Anything like that. Biscuits. There's a million different places down here that have a million different things. If you want hot chicken for breakfast, we have that. Fried chicken and waffles, we have that. We have pastries. We have uh, gluten-free everything if you want it. Um, there's all these different wonderful things. The so best part about Nashville, Tennessee is it's young and it's right in the center of all the trade routes. So even since... like. Many, many years ago, when we first moved here, 16 years ago now, and it wasn't nearly the bustling city it was, um, even then, there was access to every kind of fast food you could think of, access to every kind of soda you could think of. And the reason why is because there's all distribution facilities around here and stuff. So it all comes here from somewhere and then gets distributed throughout the United States. So we get to have White Castle and Sonic and McDonald's and Burger King and... 45 other fast food restaurants crystal and 
I'm trying to think of other ones. I don't know. There's a million others. <laughs> but uh, that's the same thing that happens when you come down to ICCCon. There are um, Franklin, Tennessee is a wonderful place for kids. And that's not even talking about downtown or Nashville Shores, if that's your thing, where they have the whole water park. Or you could rent a boat, if that's your thing. You could go get a pontoon boat for a weekend. We got some beautiful lakes. If your thing is hunting or camping or hiking, or it doesn't matter. There's a million different things. Um, I would definitely Google. You can always reach out to me or one of the ICCC team and ask, um, or you could always ask on any of the pages. And uh, if you're like, oh, is this cool? And we'll tell you. So there's lots of cool stuff in Nashville. It's a young, vibrant city and definitely a family city. So as far as kids' activities, there's a million. Um, Jay Schmidt is next. Have you been following the custom vintage Bantha project from Sexton Creations and Smith Lord Customs? I'm excited at the idea of a new piece to continue the vintage beast line. I hear next will be Leia as Jabba's prisoner. Um, I don't know of it. I haven't really been following it. Uh, the Bantha project from Sexton Creations and Smith Lord Customs. I'm guessing it's some kind of custom uh, and they're making a Bantha. That's cool. I mean, why not? I'm, I'm a big supporter of customs. Uh, there's this guy, Michael Steinheimer. Uh, Steinmeister, Steinheimer? I think that's it. I, I don't know. I, I'm not looking right now. I'm going off the cuff. But uh, he just made this awesome X-Wing that's like, uh, it was a prototype thing, and it's a dual cockpit X-Wing. It looks like a F-16 or F-15, F-15, F-14, um, but with a dual cockpit. Well, actually, all those have dual cockpits. Um and it looks really, really cool. He made me a TIE Bomber once. That's awesome. I totally support it. Um, go for it. Yeah. If your question is, is it cool to make a Bantha? Yeah, brother. Make a Bantha. I, I want to see it. Uh, Jimmy Chang. After Hamill is officially no longer in Star Wars movies, can you please invite him to ICCC? Jimmy, I have been inviting Mark Hamill since the day I thought of maybe having a convention. Um, one day, we will get large enough that he will hear me roar. And uh, maybe somebody out there listening to this podcast right now knows him, and you tell him he is always welcome, and he can give all the money to charity. I don't care. I just want Mark Hamill to come hang out. That would be cool. So, yeah, man, the, the offer's always open, and I will continue to... Uh, Continue to do that over and over for the years. Um, I'll continue to try to get a hold of Mark Hamill. And one day it will happen. Um, there are I have so many more connections this year than I had last year. And I suspect that next year that'll th double again. So even more than double. It's really crazy. Uh, the last question. Jake Repanitas. So who do you hate, despise, loathe in the hobby? Ugh. I don't hate or despise or loathe anyone in the hobby. Here's the thing. There's people in the hobby that get offended when other people do things. There's people in the hobby that do things that other people have done before. Um, it happens. It happens in everything. It happens in music. It happens in uh, TV. It happens everywhere. Think of every movie. I mean, shoot, I just went this past weekend to see Aladdin, the new Aladdin with Will Smith. And... Uh, Disney movie. It was awesome, by the way. I, I totally dug it. Uh, Andrea liked it, too. And uh, we went to go see it. Now, the thing is, is does that take away from the original Aladdin? No. Was the original Aladdin great? Yeah. Does it change it in a way that makes it 
again, relatable to not only the entire audience they had, but a brand new audience 20 years later? Yeah. So that's what grows thing. That's that's what grows a hobby. Um, so no, even even folks that I've had um, disagreements with numerous times in the past, I um, I don't hate or loathe or despise, and they are always welcome uh, to come to any event. And I am always cool to be cool in the future. The only thing I really dislike um, is anybody that sells repro or tries to rip anybody off. Those those kind of people I don't. Um, I don't pay attention to for long, but that's what a block button is for. So that's what makes it easy. So uh, you just click that block button and you move on with your life. Uh, but no, man, I don't think you should hate anybody. There's actually nobody in this world that I truly hate or despise or loathe. Um, I just don't. It's it's not good for your personal um, insides. Do I get frustrated? Absolutely. Do I sometimes get a little aggravated through text sure but who doesn't but do i ever cross a line no would i ever cross a line no do i hate anybody no i promise you that absolutely not um i wish everybody would just get along and play toys it works so much better well thank you everybody for submitting your questions to the axe mike section of this program uh, i went a little bit off the rails on the iphone question and uh a little bit off the rails on some other ones, but that's okay. It was fun. I hope you didn't fast forward. If you did, that's okay too, because you have just reached the next part, which we're going to go into the uh, figure of this podcast, Yak Face. And we're going to tell a little bit about his history and about his Kenner action figure on this week's IC Star Wars Jedi Training. Only a fully trained Jedi Knight with the Force as his ally will conquer Vader and his Emperor. If you end your training now, if you choose the quick and easy path, as Vader did, you will become an agent of evil. This week for your Jedi training, we're going to be delving into Yak Phase, or otherwise known as Sayalt Marae. I think it's Sayalt Marae. I'm not quite sure. It's S-A-E-L-T-M-A-R. A-E. But uh, there is no phonetic spelling here on StarWars.Fandom.com, uh, Wikipedia, so I can't help you. But anyways, for our intents and purposes, it's going to be Sailt Murray. So, Sailt Murray was a male Yakora who worked for Jabba, a powerful hut crime lord. Posing as a humble merchant, the Yakora mingled with the various Denzians of Jabba's fortress on Tatooine, learning of the intrigues developing behind the hut's back and revealing those to Jabba. Shortly before the Battle of Endor, Salt Murray traveled on board Jabba's sail barge, the Katana, to the Great Pit of Carcoon to witness the execution of two of the hut's prisoners, Luke Skywalker and Han Solo. The prisoners were to be fed to the Sarlacc which resided in the pit, but managed to escape and kill Jabba before destroying the sail barge with Yakface on it. Yakface was played by Sean Crawford, who will be at ICCCon this year, so if you're looking for a Yakface signature, come on out. We got him. Uh, let's talk about the Kenner Star Wars action figure. It is one of the more sought-after figures in the normal... Uh, 96 line uh so people dig it uh the reason why they dig it is it's worth a little bit more uh the reason why it's worth a little bit more is because it was only released in uh canada uh australia and overseas in europe it never made it to america um 
it was it came out in 1985 towards the end of the line it was only on power of the force cards and also tri logo cards it was on return of the jedi tri logos and also kenner canada power of the forces um it came with a coin on all of those except for the tri logos the tri logos sometimes came with the staff sometimes did not come with the staff sometimes came with the palace blaster some came came with something completely random because palatoy sometimes did that uh the what else uh there is a baggie supposedly um I, I don't know confirmation. I don't know enough of baggies to say there are baggies of it. I, I, I don't know. Um, but it is like one of the blue Kenner baggies. Uh, you could see it. It just sold like, I don't know, six six months ago, something like that. Uh, his accessories, he comes with the Vibroax, same one that comes with uh, Barada. And uh, there are repros of that. So make sure to keep your eyeball out. Um, for any repros there's even repros of yak face now so just make sure you check it really well if you don't know what you're looking for make sure you ask a friend because uh, they do range around 350 dollars just loose um so always get a second opinion when it comes to a yak face they are very very cool because he's super duper tall um he also has hands that can hold weapons which is cool um but otherwise he's not a huge part of the movies or a huge part of the scenes or anything like that so i think that his rarity is what causes him to be sought after and causes people to care about him because if you really think about it if there was no yak face in the line you probably wouldn't notice and then vinyl cape jawa would be the king to rule them all <laughs> but there's not much info about yak face he is going to have a 1985 on his leg um he does discolor he has paint on his shoulders uh so that can chip off uh the torso is the actual plastic um that is colored that tan colored plastic uh there aren't too many copies of him but there are a few so please keep your eyes out and always ask a friend but that's about it jedi training is going to be a short one this week i want to get right into the uh the vip interviews for icccon um they'll be coming up right after this and uh it's just a few people that decided to be kind enough to call into skype i know it's a total hassle and difficult because nobody uses skype uh but thank you very much for everybody that called in and here's some personal unedited icc con stories well actually a couple of them are edited but not edited i just put over noises over the bad words <laughs> for over a thousand generations the jedi knights were the guardians of peace and justice in the old republic before the dark times before the empire Thank you very much. We have William Carmack here with us right now. He is going to tell us about his VIP experience at ICCCon. William, are you there? I am. Awesome, brother. So, thank you very much for calling in. I appreciate it. We're doing this little VIP episode to catch people up on what exactly the VIP situation is at ICCCon. So, I wanted to know your unbiased opinion. How did you enjoy it? Did you like it? Did you hate it? What happened? Uh, it, to me, it was perfect. Uh, you know, the early access was great cause you could get a lot of the, uh, the little stuff out of the way. So you could focus on, you know, the, uh, the panels, you could focus on all the other stuff without having to worry about whether you're missing a deal somewhere. Uh, cause we got it in a whole day early. So, uh, that really helped quite a bit. Um, and I think my favorite part was just having that, that VIP area, someplace to go off to the side, just to kind of hang out with people that you've been talking with online for so long, you know, meeting face to face, sitting down, having a snack, uh, getting off your feet for a few minutes. Cause that place is huge. So, uh, you know, that, that could wear you down if you didn't, didn't have a place to rest. So enjoyed that quite a bit. 
Nice, perfect. Uh, did you like the uh, convention itself? Uh, I did. It was great. I've been to a lot of different uh, cons uh, over the years. You know, last at least seven or eight years, I've been going to them. Uh, this one was definitely fine tuned to toy collecting and uh, just you know the love of sci-fi. So uh, it was a huge win for me. It's probably the best one I've ever been to. Nice. Thank you very much. That's a wonderful thing to hear. And then uh, the last question that I ask, it's just a really short thing because I want people to have uh, have real experiences that had real experiences with this VIP experience uh, to just tell other people. So I have been asking because there is still time to change things. Is there anything at all you can think of that we can improve on or change for next this year? I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't choose. I wouldn't change any activity stuff. The only thing I probably would have changed, especially with the VIP, is um, I don't know if there was a posted schedule, but if there was, I didn't see it. And I, you know, I missed like the ice cream. And I think we, you know, when Shatner was doing his meet and greet, uh, we just stumbled into it. So, you know, we didn't know what was going on. So, you know, there might've been a schedule, but it wasn't anywhere where we saw it easily. So that'd be the only yeah, thing I no, would change. There was definitely not a schedule for little things. That's a good idea. We'll add a schedule. Maybe we'll add yeah. it onto the app or something. But uh, yeah, yeah de- no, definitely. the ice cream, I think we had about, 15 gallons of ice cream left over yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but the I, few people that enjoyed it got to gorge here. so yeah. yeah but that'd be it other than that I thought, I thought it was perfect so awesome brother well i really appreciate it and that's all i need from you you get back to enjoying your weekend but thank you very much fully for calling in and telling us a little bit about your ICCCon vip experience perfect thanks mike thanks brother all right bye the force will be with you Always. All the way from Australia, we have Brent Scotchmer. He has called in to us to tell us a little bit about his ICCCon VIP experience. Brent, are you there? I am. Hey, How are you doing? Brother. How are you doing? Good, good. What is it, first thing in the morning there? It is 6.35 a.m. <laughs> on, um, yeah, what, so it's Monday morning here, so your Sunday evening. Nice. 5.35 Sunday night for me. Hey, man, thanks a lot for calling in. Thanks for calling in so early. I feel terrible. You probably haven't even gotten a coffee yet. But I wanted to ask you how your uh, ICCCon VIP experience was and how your overall experience was of the con. Yeah, I mean, the the VIP thing for me was amazing, um, mainly because I'd been on three planes for 30-something hours, and uh, sometimes you need to sit down (laughs) and sometimes you need to get away from everything for a bit and it just it was a quiet you know quiet space where you could sit down and you could get something to eat something to drink um i think i probably met you know people who i'm friends with on the ic now um in that room you know just sitting around chilling out other people sitting around chilling out and you introduce yourself obviously you know for me i have an accent that's not native so you know, it's easy for me to meet people and, and people to ask questions. So um, I, I, yeah, I would say definitely, definitely worth it, you know, purely just for the aspect of, you know, being able to take time out, you know, find a space, chill out away from everything. And, and um, you know, I mean, not to mention all the goodies. I mean, the bag that has all the swag in it and, uh, man, what else was there? Pecan pie was the first time I'd ever had pecan pie in my life. Um, did you like it? Yeah, yeah. I I don't like it, man. It's way too sweet for me. (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm not a sweet person either when it comes to food and that. But I mean, to try it, you've got to try it, right? Yeah, sure, for sure. Yep. And the barbecue, man. The barbecue, and and to hear like there were other, 
you know, there were people who lived there and they were having the barbecue and saying, wow, this is really, really good barbecue. And I was like, well, you know, if it's, if the praise is coming from the people who live here, it must be good. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So did you enjoy the convention after that 30 hour trip? One way, 30 hours, wasn't it? 30 hours each way. Yeah. You're a crazy person. Um, That's great. I love it. (laughs) Yeah. 30 hours each way for two and a half days in Nashville. I was there. Um, I, I, Man, it was it was really good. I mean, for an inaugural event, I mean, you're just sort of figuring things out still. I mean, there wasn't a single person there who, you know, people people maybe could have had a gripe and said like, well, you know, it's this the first one, you know, like could it there could have been more people, there could have been other stuff, but like no one had a complaint. Everyone I met was having the time of their life, you know, just meeting people, hand out, swapping badges, swapping stickers, swapping patches and things. I mean, honestly, like I, I probably met most people who were there and um, like no one had, no one had a bad word to say. I mean, you had the displays, you had the DeLorean, you had, uh, you had the Ghostbusters car, right? Yeah. And the, yeah. the Jurassic Park Jeep. And, um, you know, and then just some of the toys are like, you know, being on the IC, you see a lot of the, the rare stuff, you know, the prototypes and the wax molds and the, you know, all this stuff. And there are people there with like shop drawings from the movie for ships from the movies and like, you know, prototypes, but stuff that you can actually see up close, like mm-hmm. stuff that you only see in photos, you actually get to see up close. And if you're so inclined you could buy those things on there you know when do you get a chance to like see something in person before you buy it especially when it's something that could be a thousand dollars two thousand dollars ten thousand dollars like you know a lot of people are buying this stuff blind but at these events you know you're catering specifically to that i mean i doubt that you're going to see those kind of items at other comic cons because they're not those events are not engineered specifically to toy collectors mm-hmm. actually mm. you know what one of the major reasons why it is like that is because uh what i do is you know me i just buy so much stuff that i have to sell stuff or else my house will literally be full of stuff <laughs> but uh yeah. what, what happened is i was doing a couple cons around here and i was bringing stuff and i would bring all that high-end stuff and not a single thing would sell Nothing at all. And the reason why is because nobody's there looking for that because those aren't the kind of people that go to those kind of cons. Um, at this, they're they're looking for that. Those kind of people are there, and that way you can find stuff you've been hunting for forever. I mean, I even you know found a couple little Boba Fett things there. I, everything, I don't know, it just... I, I was trying to make something where people come from all over the world and bring toys from all over the world and have access to them because I want access to those toys right here near me. So it's completely selfish. <laughs> it is. And, and it's the best of both worlds as well. I mean, you do, it is the traditional con in the sense that it has the celebrities and it has the displays and the cosplay and the, you know, if you want to buy a vinyl pop figure, Funko pop figure, I mean, you got them, you know, every, you can't get away from those things. They are everywhere. <laughs> but like, you know, so you've got everything that you want at a regular con, but then you've also got a very tailored experience. So it's super tailored towards people who collect, you know, it's tailored towards, I mean, not in a million years would I think that I would go to a convention and see like action figures from Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Right. I mean, you just, you're not, you're not going to see that, you know, anywhere <laughs> else. I mean, 
it was some of the the most fun stuff you know and, and you know you almost had like a swap meet vibe which i really like you know the fact that most people who hired a table, your vendors who hire a table or two tables, I mean, like everyone, they've brought like twice as much stuff as that will fit on that table. Right. So you're walking up and they've got all this cool stuff. And then you go like, hey, do you have whatever? And then they're like, oh, yeah, I do. It just doesn't fit on the table. And they're pulling out a box from under the table and it's got all this other cool stuff in it. And it's just, I was like, oh, yeah, I really like that vibe. You know, I like the fact that, you know. You got to hunt? They, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I love that part. Awesome, man. Well, I appreciate it so much. The last question I have for you, and then I'll let you, let you get back to your Monday. I feel terrible. It's Monday morning for you. Um, <laughs> the last question I got for you is, is there anything at all to change? Did I already ask that? Maybe I didn't. I've done a couple of Not these that. interviews now. <laughs> no, no, no. But beforehand, you just said that you would, you would ask that. So I don't – I wouldn't have said – I mean, someone said it on the last podcast that, you know – you branded all your swag with 2018 and, yeah. and like, you know, <laughs> like besides that, I mean, I mean, I don't know. I mean, you did it, you, you did it right from the, from the get, didn't you? You know, you don't want to overcharge for the celebs. You don't want to overcharge for the VIP. You want it to be, I mean, I mean, you got the cool lanyard passes, not just like a stamp on your wrist. You've got the, I mean, it's all there, man. I, I can't, I mean, look, it cost me a lot of money to come to Nashville for two days and it was 60 hours on a plane and I had no complaints. You're awesome. You know, but, <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy and I'll, you know, I'll be happy again this year as well. Nice. Well, you're coming back next year, so I'm very excited for it, brother. I can't wait to actually yeah. hang out with you this year. I have so many more wonderful people helping me. I'm actually going to be oh. able to breathe. <laughs> you, were, you were a busy man. I tell you what, as much as you know, William Shatner had security around him the whole time he was walking around, you were almost exactly the same because you just did not have time to stop. You know, you had the inner ears and you were, people were radioing you and you were just jumping from place to place. I think I got a quick handshake with you and I got a quick, you know, we got the photo at the end and stuff like that. And I know that when I got back home, you'd said, oh, I'm sorry, man. You know, like it would no. have been good to hang out more and that. But, you know, that's just, look, you're, you're running a show, man. You're running the you're running the machine and making sure that, you know, you're delivering on everything that, um, you the know, crazy you promises said. I made, <laughs> like you're <laughs> going to have ice cream. You're going to have an ice cream Sunday with William Shatner. I swear. <laughs> oh yeah. And then, and then like the, a procession of like 10 guys coming in with like these five gallon tubs of like <laughs> ice cream. <and> stuff. <laughs> but that's because I just opened my mouth like six months before and said it. So I had to do it. Because I was like, yep, you'll have yep, ice cream right. with Shatner. And I was like, oh, how am I going to figure this out? <laughs> <laughs> well, perfect, yeah. brother. I appreciate it. I'll let you get back to your Monday. Thank you so much, Brent. I will see you in September. I will see you in September. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, brother. See ya. Uh, everything's under control. Situation normal. We have Chris Santon here. And thank you very much for calling in, brother. How you doing today? We're good. We're good. It's a good Sunday night. Nice. You Thanks got Rocco having- there with you? I do. I do. I have my, my eight-year-old son. This is the whole reason we collect. Uh-oh. This, one of our things that we do together. Look at that, Rocco. He's blaming you, man. I know he has a bunch of stuff before you're even around. It's his fault. <laughs> it's a good excuse. Cool, guys. Well, hey, thank you very much for calling in. You're calling in to tell us about your personal ICCCon VIP experience, so have at it. How was it? 
we had a good time last year, right? And yeah. the VIP, the VIP experience was awesome. Yeah. Um, the food was really good, mm-hmm. right? And the first night, uh, we had that meet and greet with Shatner, and that was probably one of the highlights of the con was him sitting in that room, just kind of you know, openly talking with you know the VIP um, that night at the ice cream social. Um, you know, it was nice being able to have a room, a secure room where we could go and shop and put our stuff. Um, and you know, the, I don't know, baseball hats and all the other little VIP (laughs) stuff that we got that, that, you know, from that weekend, that was pretty cool. Um, it was worth the money. It definitely worth the money. We'll do it again this year. Nice. Uh, what was your, uh, con experience? How'd you like the convention? Good. Good. So we had fun, right? Yeah. That was a fun, it was a long, we had, we had a, we had a good time. We really had a good time. Not just the con, but Nashville in general, you know, it was, the con was great. Nashville was a fantastic. We had never been there before. So it was a family trip. Um, the four of us went and the con was, you know, two, what, two days of nonstop fun for us. Um, and, uh, we were exhausted. We were exhausted. Um, well, Rocco, I got a question for you. How'd you like the kid zone? It was fun. Yeah? Yeah. What'd you guys make in the kid zone? Um, we made lightsabers out of pool noodles and tape. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that's right. I forgot about that. That's right. That's awesome. Yeah, well, we do have the kids zone there, and uh, we definitely encourage the younger generation because we all know we're going to get older sometime, so somebody's got to collect after us. <laughs> when we have little tiny apartments in Florida, you know, you guys have the big houses. You're going to have to have the big collections. But uh, all right, and then uh, last question, very easy. Anything at all you could think of that we should change or tweak for this year? Yeah, I was going to say that one's that's honestly a tough question. The VIP, there wasn't really a and Nicole just photobombed us. (laughs) Mike, there you go. A non-collector. How was your VIP experience? Speak up, Nicole. You walked into the room. Now you're in your life. Sort of. Wait, we're not on TV, are we? No, it's going to be all audio. I can see you. though. What would you change, Nicole? I loved everything about it. You know, that was Nicole's first con. Really? So she had never done one. Yeah, she had never done one before. So and she was definitely a trooper. I mean, she was there the whole time, and we did. We had fun. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I liked the venue. Uh, man, Mike, I, the only thing I might change is I'd add more vendors, you know, down on the main floor. Yeah, actually, we're totally swapping it this year, so it'll be all vendors down on the main floor there, and then it'll be the guest stars up in the top where the vendors were, because I have so many more guest stars this year, I kind of had to. Good, yeah. good. Um, yeah, and, you know, you I, I heard that you the, the tattoo guys are coming back. Yes, they are. Uh, the Golden Yeti tattoo artists, uh, there's six of them coming this year. So, yep, the, there'll be a good tattoo section. So if you need anything. You did get a tattoo last year. Actually, I was just talking with uh, Eric uh, Mazalik, and he was there last year, and his one regret was he didn't grab a tattoo because there was one he picked <laughs> out, and he was going to get it. And I said, don't worry about it. This year you can get one, brother. 
Uh, they did a good job, met... though, right? Really good tattoo yeah. artist, man. They're yeah, really nice did. Job. You know what's funny? My dad actually saw it for the first time today. Uh, he was over helping me, and he's like, what is that on your leg? <laughs> and I told him, it's from the con from Nashville last year, and he's like, oh, you're I've... one of your Star Wars Wait, things. Wait, how did he not see? I don't know. I don't know. He's never seen it before. Um, but, no, I, Mike, there's nothing really I would, you know, besides adding more vendors – um, which I know the way you had it laid out last year, it we couldn't just add or you couldn't just add vendors, um, you know, and you literally turn people away. So, mm. I, you know, being able to put them all on the main floor this year, I mean, that should open you up to almost double. Yeah, I'm guessing. it gives close to double the vendors, and it definitely almost triples the guest stars. We have 35 guest stars already contracted this year. That's uh, autographing guest stars, so people that are going to take photo ops, stuff like that. I'm not talking about, like, even though they are guest stars, like Jim Swearingen or Kim Simmons or uh, Ron Rudat, stuff like that, because they also sign autographs, but they also have some other things like uh, – pictures that they make or stuff like that so they're going to be in a little bit of a different section um we also have the disney artists which i'm not counting i'm just talking about actual movie stars we have 35 this year instead of the 14 we had last year so it should be crazy <laughs> that's awesome yeah. that's awesome. all right brother thanks thank you rocco thank you everyone all right bye-bye is there all right thanks bye all right bye on the phone now, we have Eric Mazolik. Thank you very much for calling in to tell us about your ICCCon VIP experience. How you doing today, Eric? Very good, Mike. Thank you so much for having me, and I'm happy to share my uh, experiences from last year. Hopefully, that'll help uh, sway some of those that might be on the fence looking at, uh, at doing the VIP experience or not. Perfect, brother. Well, yeah, I want to get the, because uh, I can tell people what it's going to be all day till I'm blue in the face, but until I get actual right. people that experienced it to come on and tell other folks about it, it's best to hear it from folks that actually did it. So completely unbiased review. What did you like? What didn't you like? What can we, anything, uh, your <clears throat> ICC, your personal ICCCon VIP experience. You know, I thought the VIP experience was great. I, I've never done a VIP experience at another show before, but I'll tell you that I've never thought it was necessary. Um, this was the first con where I don't think I'd do, I would not do VIP again. Um, I, I, I know everybody else raved about uh, having the exclusive day on Friday and the VIP room and all that stuff's great. But to, to me, it was just having that personal touch. Um, feeling like I was known and valued. Um, and that, that extended from the minute I walked in the door through, oh gosh, even room sales after the show ended. Um, it was, it was just wonderful to meet so many people that you see online on a day-to-day -day basis throughout the year. Um, and the, you know, really the VIP experience, I suppose, gives you the extra day with that on Friday. Um, yeah. What'd you like best about the VIP? Practically speaking, you know, the, the VIP room. Um, it was great having a place to sit, throw your gear, throw purchases, um, get a bite to eat or drink without having to leave. Um, and it was a great place to kind of refuel, recharge, uh, talk with other people that you may have missed on the show floor, and then head back out for another round. You know, um, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, no, you're fine. Go ahead. 
I just said nice. <laughs> it's all yeah. good reviews, man. That's the problem. We, yeah, we're... and I'm trying to I'm trying to bring <laughs> something else. I'm trying to hint on something else that somebody else hasn't already said. I think, I think the the you know the big winner was having that having that VIP room, but beyond that, um, just really for me, it was it was so cool to have a chance to meet other people on the forums, even if there's folks on the fence about even even attending the show, if you can't afford VIP. It's not the be all end all. Get get a get a hotel room. Get a get a regular pass. You're you're still going to have a chance to meet meet folks, see stuff in person, um, do some really cool things. Um, I almost got a tattoo last year. Actually, that's that's the only regret I have from the show is not getting a tattoo. Well, don't uh, worry. The fun They're story... coming back this year, brother. So you can okay. you can rectify that. We have yeah, uh, six yeah. tattoo artists from Golden Yeti coming back this year. They did a really great job last year. They do nice stuff. Yeah, they no, they were really cool, and I, I was I was on the fence about getting. I was gonna get. All I can remember was it was a, it was a, a little. It was a little Ewok, um, bent over showing his, and then up and down his legs. It spelled Ewok, and I thought it was so funny. And I was gonna I was gonna get it actually on my right butt cheek, and uh, I, that's my only regret from the show, man. Not get, not getting a tattoo. Um, I know, I know, but uh, you know, I, I probably walked away becoming facebook friends with another 10 people mm-hmm. um just having been at the show uh, a couple of those guys i keep in touch with on a fairly regular basis like celebration's great don't get me wrong it's like the mecca for star wars i agree yeah but the thing is star wars is celebration is so big there's so much even over five days it's so easy to feel overwhelmed um not once did i feel overwhelmed at ic iccc um and it was straight about, you know, collecting the kind of stuff that is really geared for what we like. And that's uh, the vintage, the vintage Star Wars. There's other vintage toys, which was awesome. I picked up a couple G.I. Joe pieces for my kids. Um, and really, um, I'm trying to think. Yeah, the icing was meeting Kim Simmons um, and Jim. Um, they were awesome to meet in person. And uh, because the con was a little smaller you know, then what you'd see at celebration, we have a chance to actually talk to these folks that we otherwise wouldn't. Right. Um, and I kind of thought that that was the sweet spot having been at a couple celebrations and other local conventions. And now this, um, I think ICCC had a lot more intimate feel to it. Thanks. That's what we're going for. That's what we're going for with that Friday VIP night. Um, the reason why we have that is so you can really get up close and personal with all the guest stars because um, it's the full running convention at that time. So you can yeah. hang out and talk with them. I mean, I don't know. Did you talk to Chris Bunn at all? Like, I love his Stormtrooper story about how they had to completely shave him down so they could mold the Stormtrooper armor on him. <laughs> and, oh, oh, no, I missed that. Oh, man, you got to talk to him this year. But uh, he'll tell you, and he, uh, what happened is, like, he just got this call that he had, like, this uh, job to do that day, you know, because he's a contracted uh, actor. And they yeah. walk him in the room, and they're like, all right, strip down. We're going to shave you. He's like, man, I didn't know what they were doing. <laughs> but Yeah, yeah no, that's, like that. you know, where the hell else are you going to hear a story like that? Right. Really. Yeah, you know for sure so well awesome brother i really appreciate it the last question i have i've been asking everybody is is there anything you could think of that we can change for this year because we always want to take input and fix things that's you know about the only thing i could even think of in here I, i'm kind of scraping the barrel honestly um less of like the swag i, I the, the fanny pack didn't really do me much um 
and you know some of the stuff in there like i know there was like the like the hand sanitizer and the lip balm and stuff i didn't really touch any of that stuff until i got home Mm -hmm. and it ended up being um i think stuff i kicked down to my kids even that they had and and you know my kids didn't go they don't get into the collecting so they didn't really care one way or another but uh, you know honestly if if it's a way for you to and I'm, I'm thinking about it from your perspective too. If it's a way to cut costs on any level, yeah, I, I don't, I don't, feel, I didn't feel like I was married to that or that that was like that, that left a lasting impression on me. Cool. Well, I am going to uh, keep the hats because people really like those. But yeah, some of the other stuff I am going to get rid of. Just as uh, I ended up with like uh, at the end, and uh, yeah. it was it was nice. But at the end, I ended up like everybody would take everything they wanted out of the bags. And then they would leave everything they didn't want. And I ended up with like 150 fanny packs. So, yeah, those went over like a lead yeah. balloon. But you learn things. Well, yeah, who is wearing all the fanny packs at Celebration? Uh, Sky Payne was up there. He had like 12 okay, of mine. Yes, yeah, because I gave away all the extras at Celebration. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, and even at Celebration, I uh, no, it was it, I kind of figured that's why. Uh, I, I kind of figured you had leftover gear because you had it at Celebration, too. Yeah. Um, and I, honestly, I, I could you know, maybe limit some of that stuff to pre-orders and yep. see where you end up well, that's as what some we kind did, of a gauge. Uh, yeah, we changed the pins, the T-shirt, and the something else. There's a hat or something, all for pre-order. And then we're yeah. going to have the regular VIP hat because that was really cool. And uh, so you get yeah, the VIP hat, you'll get stickers, stuff like that. But, yeah, no, we're going to yeah. cut it down on as, as far as the extra just stuff because you got to carry it. And I got to buy yeah, it. So what's the point? point? <laughs> right, right. right. Yeah, it's a lose-lose. Lose. Which isn't a big deal. But um, yeah, I totally, because to, to me, it was all about the experience and the memories you take home from it, you know? Nice. So Perfect. I'm, I'm hoping to, I'm hoping to come again this year. Um, I got to talk to my buddy to see if he wants to go, because we've done celebration and that together. Um, he's actually, he's the one, Chris, he's the one who got me into collecting. And, well, and tell Chris place. to come out or else he's in trouble. That's what you do. All right. Say Mike said you're in trouble, and next awesome thing that he gets that you want, you have to pay 8% more if you don't come. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, no, he's, he's, a, he's a good guy. He's, he's awesome, actually, man. We used to uh, the Power of the Force because he did the Power of the Force run like after I finished yeah. mine, so we always talked Power of the Force, but I switched over to Boba Fett. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, he's a really good dude. Yep. Yeah, yeah, we've, we've, been, we've been friends since we were – 14 man so going on 25 years oh that's and, cool i didn't know that yeah yeah we we uh we went to we met in high school played football together um we uh had we had dated girls that were best friends with each other we worked at a toy store together we went to college together um we we've stayed we stayed in contact when he moved out of wisconsin and he moved to california huh. um He's, he invited me to celebration back in 2017, and that's where I met you the first time. Actually, Orlando, was at yeah. room sales. Yeah, and we were we were set up. We had it's kind of like in this makeshift hallway, and you were you set up right next to us, and then that was like my first some of my first real experience, like exposure to vintage. Huh. Um, and it was like you see some of this stuff, and it, it was like a bizarre man, and people got <laughs> on the floor that's valued at more than my car. you know it was it was awesome it was nuts it was you know coming and going you know we walked away from good stories and i before we even left orlando that year though he had told me like yeah he's putting on his own convention and we're gonna go to it like he had he had he had was yeah we had talked about it like from that moment on 
That's awesome. So, um, super excited. Um, that was I'm when I first thought for... of starting to do it, man. It was, uh, I don't know. There were, there were some issues with other VIP rooms at that time. And that I, he was one of the very fierce people I told, cause I was like, dude, wait till you see what I do. Cause that's it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, you know, and, in the, the, I, we didn't do VIP at celebration because it was so, it sold out like that quick. Yeah. But you know, when I look through the list of what you get with how much you spend and I was like, Jesus, I, I just don't know if that's worth it. You know, because some people aren't into the autographs, and right. I get it. And if you're not into the autograph lines, yeah, celebration, you're paying for those line skips. That's what you're really shooting for. Yeah. Right, right. You know, and I and I and I never felt like you were. It wasn't like a. That was the thing with ICCC. I never felt it was like a pay to play. Right. You know, really, it was the room, um, the VIP room. Um, but beyond that, I mean, I guess that's my thing too. If there's if there's folks out there that that can't pop for a VIP for the VIP for this, and then think, well, it's not worth my time. Hold, on. I can't say enough. That's not true. That's that's not the case at all. Right. You know? Yeah. Even VIP just gives you. You're, you're gonna feel welcome. You're gonna make yeah. new friends. You're gonna visit with old friends. You're gonna get the whole thing. The everything that's at celebration, and maybe those folks miss that. But everything from the from the minute you walk in the door to the two in two in the morning room sales and shit. I mean. <laughs> It's all there. That was wild. And well, now the Marriott has been, they they have been notified and they're on board. So it's going to be way better. (laughs) They're actually opening this whole center aisle section. So you guys could have more room. The problem was last year is you drank and ate, you drank all the booze and ate all the food. The first night they had nothing left for you on Sunday. In in our defense, they did not have the bar adequately staffed. I know. Well, the thing staffed. is, <laughs> the thing is, is when a guy goes you know, in three months before and goes, "Hey, listen, a whole bunch of nerds are gonna come here and clean you out." They go, "Yeah, right," and they don't believe yeah. you, you know. But now they believe. <laughs> oh, they learned. Yeah. 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 Even when I was talking to her this year, she was like, I couldn't believe how much they ate and drank and they were so nice and everything was wonderful. And then I was walking by and Chewbacca walked by me and, you know, it's just, it's a cool time, man. And everybody's getting on board and everybody's understanding it more. So it's going to be even better this year. So thank you so much, Eric, for calling in. Thanks for your own personal experience. I hope to see you guys again in September. I will use the force to make sure that Chris gets on board. Nice. All right, Mike. I appreciate it. Thank you so All much. All right, brother. Thanks a lot. Have a you great take day. Care. So who talks first? You talk first. I talk first. I would like to welcome the admin of Bespin Prime, Robin Bakra. She is here with us today, and she is going to talk about her ICCCon VIP experience. Robin, are you there? I am here, Michael. How are you? Great, great. Go for it. Well, I got to say... This was his first year of doing the convention, and the ICCC was really phenomenal. It was so much fun. It had the feeling of going to celebration, one of the one of the great celebrations on a smaller scale that was more intimate and a lot of fun. You got to meet the guests. I mean, the guests were all there, all, all these cool guys. I got to meet Chris Bunn, who is going to be coming back this year, and he's one of the original Stormtroopers. He, had, he got a lot of screen time, so when you go and you meet him, he's so much fun, and he's he's just he's an awesome guy, and he's very uh, approachable, and all of the guests are just so friendly, and it's it, the toys, by the way, there was so much vintage that you just run from table to table, 
And I had, a, I had a lot of fun. And then you meet up with all your friends and you make new friends. And then at night when the convention closes, everybody hangs out and there's like private sales that are not private. They're, they're called room sales. And if you guys are not familiar with it, the, the, the extra super fun exotic things come out and you get to see things you've never seen before. And it just it was such a great experience that. I'm I'm so excited about going back. You have no idea. So awesome. <laughs> Sorry, I rambled on. But no, it really I appreciate it. You're, you're great. You're great. Um, but what about the VIP experience? Now the VIP experience is extra super sweet because you get in ahead of time of everybody else, so you get first dibs and first pick of everything. So and you have your own room to go hang out, leave your things with food and drinks and just a place to relax. So that is, that's a big plus, but to get to see William Shatner, that was, you know, that you had last year right there. I, I stood in front of him and we, we could ask him questions and you get to meet him and shake his hand and take pictures. You have full access and you feel like a celebrity yourself. Nice. Well, that's so, what we try to do. We try to keep it. So only Friday, only Friday, only VIPs are allowed in. So, and it's, it's a full so scale con. It. It's like going to an awesome convention without 8,000 people in it. <laughs> no, it's all yours. It's like a private convention, and you get everything for yourself, and then you get to meet and see people on a firsthand basis that you would never have that kind of access to, and that's that's worth that's, – that's actually priceless. Nice. So. Well, perfect. That's that's about it. That's how easy it was. I didn't pay you for this recommendation. Um, what what things could be fixed? There's still time. Tell me something. I'll change it. What could be fixed? More food. Okay. More more food. Uh, more food. What kind of food? What do you want? Kind of see barbecue didn't do it for you, Robin. <laughs> no, it wasn't. You know what? Maybe sandwiches. Even like a like if there was like maybe tuna sandwiches or turkey oh. sandwiches. More, more cold Tuna, you're on your own because that grosses me out. <laughs> <laughs> well, how about cold pack sandwiches yeah, or maybe more pizza? Like, 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 you know, even if it's just pizza is always good. Hot dogs. Yeah, we could do know? pizza. We could bring in pizza with the uh, the barbecue. Yeah, that would that would that would be great. The food was the only thing I felt was a little bit lacking. I like to eat. I like to nibble constantly. And uh, that's one. That's the one big thing I felt like it was just lacking was a little bit more tasty food and variety. That's all. Okay, so more like sandwiches and pizzas and stuff like that. Yeah. Because we do have barbecue. We have the chips. We have the granola bars and the sodas and everything that you get for free. But uh, yeah, we can definitely add in other things. And tell me anything good. The other thing is you have to remember, Robin. You are coming all the way down to Tennessee from being up in New York. It's not really a fair judgment. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can't throw a stick without hitting five good restaurants where you are, you know? So <laughs> Absolutely, but you can't tell me that Southern cooking can't put together a sandwich. Yeah, we'll get you sandwiches. I'm going to put sandwiches in there for you. I already wrote it down, Robin, so watch out. Hey. If I have any sandwiches left over, you're taking them home. Deal? Oh, I got to eat them all now. Thanks. Yeah, I'll put right. my money where my mouth is. <laughs> I appreciate you. I know you're running out tonight to go grab dinner. I appreciate you checking in and uh, telling us a little bit about the ICC Con VIP experience. Oh, yeah. It was great. It was totally worth it. And uh, everyone everyone who went felt the same way. So I could, <laughs> I could speak for them, too. Sounds good. Thanks, Robin. I really appreciate it. Have a great night. Thanks, Michael. You, too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Right, Don't be too proud of this technological terror you've constructed. 
I am here with Jason Knox. He has called in because he is going to tell us his personal ICCCon VIP experience. Jason, you there? Oh, I'm here. All right, brother. Go for it. How'd you enjoy your VIP experience? VIP experience was awesome. Uh, it was me and my wife's first real vacation after um, after we got married, which uh, a few days ago was 10 years. So it would have been nine years last year. Nice. And Congratulations. You know, thank you very much. And, you know, she loves Star Wars. I love Star Wars and collecting and everything. And, you know, when we heard about the con, we knew we had to be there. And we had to go VIP. There's no other way to go. If you're going to go to ICCC, you go out VIP. Not only do you get that early access, you get um, you get to see all all your friends that you've made on not only the Imperial Commissary but on Facebook and you know in general. Um, the amount of vintage that was there was mind blowing. And from my small collection, which is small but not small compared to what I saw there, it was incredible. The Vendors were had to be ninety percent vintage. I've never seen that at a con. <laughs> That's because I'm and, picky. <laughs> I'm picky with the vendors. <laughs> hey, listen, you know what? And you should be. You know, when you said that it was, you know, the reinvention of the convention, you were absolutely right. You know, it was awesome. You know, not only did you get the some great vendors there, you got awesome guest stars for a first con <laughs> Shatner and a meet and greet and an ice cream social with the man <laughs> insane like you don't even you don't see that at any of these cons you don't you don't see that you don't see early admission for VIPs you don't see <laughs> you don't see the amount of vintage that was there you don't see room sales you don't see any of that Basically, when you get a VIP with other with other places, it's basically yes, you do get early access, but they give you like an hour early access before the general admission. You don't get an entire day before <laughs> the con, you know. Just, yeah, <laughs> people keep telling me I'm crazy for that one because I do pretty much not let most of the people in one day just so it could be nice and small and. <laughs> and you know what? <laughs> Getting in, having that early access was not only awesome it was incredible because you you got one on one with the the guest stars and you know I walked up to Jim Swergen with my wife and who we all know was you know was the main dude at Kenner who did the first 12 he did that prototype Boba Fett mm -hmm. you know we walked up to him and he thanked us for being there you know the man is as is essential for what we collect and what we love, you know. Yeah. And he's thanking us for being there. Without That's... him, we wouldn't even have any of these toys because they would have just got passed by like they did by every other toy company. Exactly, yeah. and you know what? We this wouldn't be going on, and that con wouldn't happen, and you know, we wouldn't be where we are today without Star Wars and the Force and Kenner and Jim Swergen and all the guys there, you know. I completely and agree. The con, you know, the con wouldn't be what it is. It's a fantastic, fantastic convention. Thanks, brother. I appreciate that. Well, is there anything you can think of that I missed or I should change? 
And please be honest. I'm totally, I, I have plenty of time to fix it still. <laughs> <laughs> we actually take input from the fans because we're all nerds, you know? That's how we actually run this thing. You know, really on from where from where I'm seeing it, I really didn't see I really didn't see much that needed to change, honestly. Um if if I grab my wife, I could ask her cuz she um she was there too. If she's around, go for it. Yeah. I I'm oh, taking perfect. just opinions here, so yeah. <laughs> Let me grab her real yeah, quick. Yeah, go for it. I can chop out this bit, so no worries. So he was just asking me about how the experience was. He asked me if there was anything um, that was um, that could be improved on, okay. or so changed. I, or changed. I wanted you. I wanted him to get your thoughts too on mm. that. Honest opinions, please. Honest opinion. I think it was good. I think I like the fact that you know we were in the south. We had some southern barbecue. That was good. <laughs> the, the whole ambiance. That pie was. Maybe more selection of pie. More selections <laughs> of pies. Yes, I'm trying to talk them into that. That was a uh, buttermilk, uh, buttermilk sky pie. They they were good. I even got to take one home. Actually, it was like the lemon ice box. Oh, it was fantastic. Yeah, we got to take one. Oh, that was good though. Yeah, no, it was it was fantastic. You know, it it was it it was probably the best con that we've been to. Thank you very much. I appreciate that, guys. Well, if there's nothing to fix, but if there is, you can always PM me, and uh, we'll get it done, man. I, I want to make it the best, and I want to make it for everybody, and for everybody to enjoy and have a good time, from the guest stars to the guests to the attendees. So I'm glad you came. Are you coming back this year? Um, I hope if uh, if I can, you know, work for the con- work for the con. Right, sort but of- yeah, no worries. Of course, man. You want to volunteer, man. You're on the list for sure. You kidding me? And then you get the same exact access as VIP, except you lift heavy things and sweat all day. (laughs) Hey, listen, you know what? I pick it up, I put it down, and you know what? It's just... It's just being there, man, you know? Yeah, brother. No, you can count on it, man. Don't worry about it. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. Just make sure to write VIP and... uh, Or write write the uh, volunteer on the website. Just go for the volunteer, fill it out. If you already did, I'll hit it eventually, man, because I double-check through all of them. So we'll get yes, you on there. You can count awesome. on it. Awesome. The cool. only thing I got to do now is work on the um... time off. Get on it. Well, no, the time the time <laughs> off I requested. Oh, nice. It's a, uh, it's the hotel. Oh, that's the hotel. next on my. Yep, that's yeah. the next one. Well, there's also yep. the link on the website for that, brother. But uh, I appreciate it, Jason. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you to your wife, and I hope that I get to at least shake her hand at the next one. I didn't meet her at this one, but. Uh, Thank you very much, man, and uh, yeah, I appreciate it. And this is exactly what ICCCon is all about. It's about just regular folks that all enjoy the same exact thing, that all love the same wonderful thing that is Star Wars, and then just come together in one safe, nice place to play toys. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. Cool, brother. Well, thank you very much. Have a great weekend. I appreciate it. You too, brother. All right, bye. Remember... The force will be with you, always. Well, how was that for some reviews? I swear I didn't pay anybody for those. I didn't even cherry-pick the best ones. I just played you what the folks said. Um, Feel free to ask around, um, and I'm sure you'll get the same answers. I think everybody had a really enjoyable time, and just wait till you see what I got in store for you this year. You're going to have an even better time, um, and the folks that never came before, it's going to be a blast.
just wait, just wait and see. But um, that's it. That's it for the show this week. Uh, there's going to be some hiatus, not very much hiatus. I don't know. Whenever I could fit it in, I'm going to fit it in. But my schedule is filling up really, really quick with that TV thing, and then with the con and then with the summer coming and having to mow the lawn and stuff like that so we might be on a little bit of a hiatus but i will try to squeeze another one in but until then keep collecting and always be hunting and get out there this summer and go to the yard sales flea markets search for stuff um i want to tell you where you can find anything imperial commissary where you can find me just check out www.imperialcommissary.com you can find me on instagram at iccc nashville you can find me also on twitter at iccc nashville the convention website is www.icnashville.com and the facebook page is www.facebook.com forward slash iccc 2019 uh that's about it if you need anything at all if you need me feel free to reach out Ooh, i forgot to tell you we're running this new awesome show with a awesome host heather lannon and she is doing icc con first shots and what that is it's a youtube channel uh show you can check our youtube channel out it's www.youtube.com forward slash c forward slash imperial commissary so the uh youtube username is imperial commissary give us a follow give us a like but uh the first shots episodes will be coming out one after another so just keep an eye peeled on the youtube page you will see more and more of them but uh what happens is heather goes through some information and stuff like that because i've been running out of time to actually do those kind of things myself and when she volunteered i just thought it was a great idea so she does this uh she catches you up on the con stuff and then if you need anything from me you can always reach out to the imperial commissary web pages or reach out to me directly that is it for this 17th episode of i see star wars thank you very much for listening check the pin post at the top of the ic for the next ic meetup up in seattle if you can't attend that i will see you anytime all you got to do is find some boba fets for me and give me a holler if not i will see you in september at the future of conventions iccon for collectors by collectors (laughs) 